Hi, and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about music, life in an autistic household, writing, reading, and getting through the day, as well as various rabbit holes I've dived down lately. I'm so glad you're listening today. I wrote the following essay in January of 2017, which doesn't feel like seven years ago, but is. It's perennial for me, though, because I have the same kind of thoughts most Januaries. In Massachusetts, where I live, January weather is unpredictable, but generally terrible. There are always snowstorms and shoveling and canceled plans, and the hours just stretch. So, in January, I tend to live in the future, in my head, even if the future is just a few months or even weeks away. And, as well, I tend to make some stabs at becoming accomplished at something, Last year, that something was getting better at cooking, which, amazingly, I actually did. My January projects tend to succeed more when there's something concrete to motivate them, such as needing to eat food, or, in this case, preparing for a trip. Enjoy the show! So, a while back... I blogged about looking for a way to fill some extra time now that Sonny's out of the nest. I felt that I needed a hobby, a just-for-fun thing. Like a lot of people confronted with a big range of possibilities, I experienced decision paralysis. Hot yoga, cooking, painting, day trading, violin, Italian, geocaching, knitting, genealogy research, bookbinding, filmmaking, novel writing. All of them seemed enticing. I visualized myself at some social gathering, bashfully admitting that I'd just finished my third landscape or mastered the tricky parts of a Paganini etude. I wasn't able to transcend my doubts enough to make a choice. What if knitting was still too hard for me, the way it had been when I last tried it at age 12? Poor Mrs. Brown, volunteering to help with the Pioneer Girls' crafts badges, not so gently wrestling needles from my hands. Bless your heart, knitting is not for you, she said, her voice high and tight before she dropped me off at the paper crafts table. Shortly afterwards, I ran a staple into my thumb. Anyway, what if I was stuck with needles, 16 balls of yarn, and whatever container I'd bought to hold them all? I was too scared to choose, and then, fortunately, we had a few domestic disasters that occupied my time, and I stopped thinking about hobbies altogether. And then, my husband Dave had an idea, and I had an idea. Here's some background. Dave already has his hobbies, of which there are three. Boston sports team, bicycling, and French. Dave has been working on French for a long time. And even though he's comfortable conversing and has even traveled to France to work a few times, he's always looking to improve. Dave's idea was to sign up for a three-day immersion course in French in Paris in May, with a day on either end so he would have five days. My idea was for Dave to buy two tickets on the plane so that I could come along. I've never been to France. You understand that I'm going to be doing the course all day, Dave warned. 
I'm sure I'll be able to amuse myself in Paris, I said, indignant. I was thinking more of your not speaking any French, he said. I won't be there to translate for you. I don't speak French now, I said, but by May, I will speak plenty. I'll just borrow a few of your French books and viola. Or do, me, do I mean voila? I couldn't quite read the expression that crossed Dave's face at that point, but at least he didn't say, bless your heart. In the weeks since we finalized our airline tickets, in fact, Dave has been very helpful. He's left little piles of vocabulary cards where I'm sure to find them, and made sure that the tallest stack of books on my desk is the one devoted to French tutors, such as Easy French Reader, French Basic Course, and Read and Think, French. He's also blasted French radio stations and podcasts whenever he's home and not watching the Patriots. I've started working my way through the books, but I'm having some difficulties plowing through polite conversations about restaurant items, taxis, mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, and their pens. I start studying and wind up taking a micro nap somewhere in the middle. The phrases that stick best in my memory come from my two fun French books, which are Calvin and Hobbes' cartoon collections. The problem is that I have a sneaking suspicion that non, je refuse, may not be the most polite way to say I'd rather skip the snails at dinner. I'm hoping that by May, my French will have surpassed the level of a hyperactive eight-year-old boy confiding in a stuffed tiger. But we'll have to see. much for spending a bit of your day here. Or should I say, merci beaucoup. As it turned out, I wasn't terribly fluent in French by the time we took our trip, but I had enough uh, of it so that I could get around on the metro, read a cafe menu, and apologize. I had a great time exploring Paris on my own while Dave was doing the course. I do love wandering around cities. And as importantly, the visions of that trip got me through another Massachusetts January. The self-improvement and self-help people talk a lot about being present and in the moment and how important it is, and I know that there's a bunch of value in that, but there are times when the future, even if it's just a banal vision or one that's out of reach, me in an immaculate house, cooking a gourmet meal, having written five perfect pages that afternoon, is not just a pleasant space to inhabit, it's kind of an essential one. Today's essay comes from my WordPress blog, which is also called The Gene Space, if you'd like to read the original or some of my other work. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well.